Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mornings on the game means more of the morning shift. Nice. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling. And this why do people, is how why do people you hate Nickelback? Don't disrespect me because, with somebody else. Because now this is, this is uh, Day Day. Never play this garbage. <laughs> I think everybody else is enjoying it. Yeah. Never Say play this again. To, Why do you dislike Nickelback? Where does the Nickelback hate come from? I don't know, man. Their, their song, not, Rockstar. It's not good. You, know, you didn't like them when they when they first came out. I'm sure you did. No. And then you transitioned You were to jamming hate. this. No, I was not. Oh, no, no. I, I in can your, honestly. In your, in your Chevy S10. I never drove an S10. <laughs> as loud as the speakers could possibly I had a 91 50 Mustang. There you go. Oh, that's, that's even better. Yeah, that's and the boxy one. That was the boxy uh, look, body. Day oh, day, my God. Do you box like, box, day, you like Nickelback? Body. Love Nickelback, See, man. Day, day likes Nickelback. I was a Let me tell something. I was a Creed guy. Look. Not Nickelback. Look. I'm just saying, people like to hate Nickelback. They love to hate Coldplay, and I will forever defend Coldplay, the ends of the earth. There's a there's a sector them. of people that don't like the bro country too, the the Florida Georgia lines. Oh out no, there. I can't and I'm see like, them. dude, like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, uh, they, they they've got multiple platinum hits. But I feel like, like they're like, were they they weren't around when like Nickelback was around. No, no, like, not that's at all. what I mean. I'm like, no. I feel like people love these bands at first. They love Nickelback. They love Coldplay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just like it shifted. Well, it's just fun. It, honestly, following musicians' careers is so funny because they those guys go from like playing on a stage in a bar where they're just normal people, and then all of a sudden they show up to a gig and like you know, have a couple rings on and some bracelets, and then like a year later there's like a sleeve tattoo, and then before you know it, they're wearing eyeliner and uh, hair product, and it's well, like, dude, where did this come from? Like, they, what, why weren't you the same guy you were on the stage? <laughs> At that little tavern, like Wait, you're uh, three years ago. That's what happened in Nickelback, or just in general? No, I'm just saying in general. That's what that's what I think people get sick of. It's like they come out and they're like, "Oh, it's a good band," and then like five years later, the guys wearing, you know, it's just a little extra. They, like, right, they were always those people. They just couldn't afford the eyeliner before they made it big. <laughs> that's the, probably yeah. The thing that the that thing true. that irks me is the guy that sits in his car and was like. Yeah, I love their first album, and they sold out. And it was it was like, how did they sell out? Exactly well, they got a record deal, and now they don't they're, write their own music. And I want I want to look at the guy and say, you know that, that that their goal wasn't to be forty five years old playing in a cover band in a bar in Dallas, Georgia. Their goal was to make <laughs> it big, right? You do realize that because they made it big doesn't mean they sold out. Now there are examples of bands that probably sold out, but. I hate that. Yeah, they sold out because you know, they got a they got a record deal and everything. Yeah, that was their goal all along, not to you know. 
play in the bar you go to every weekend. No, it, it, I agree with you. Hey, Dylan, did That's I already right. read what I was supposed to read before this segment? Mm. All right, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> this hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons coaching search. So they have confirmed that they did interview Bill Belichick. Not sure exactly where that went down. According to reports, there might have been a yacht involved. That's pretty cool. Uh, and so they've also confirmed that they've interviewed Ravens DC, Mike McDonald, Bengals OC, Brian Callahan, 49ers DC, Steve Wilkes, Panthers DC, Jero Evero, Ravens defensive line coach and assistant head coach, Anthony Weaver. And then of course, uh, Bill Belichick, as I just mentioned, they are also requesting to interview Lions OC, Ben Johnson, Lions DC, Aaron Glenn, Rams DC, Raheem Morris, and Texans OC, Bobby Slowick for the coaches of wildcard teams, Virtual interviews may begin three days after the team's wild card game and must be conducted prior to the conclusion of divisional playoff games. Yeah, that's a lot, and it doesn't really that doesn't even make it 100 percent clear I, just the way they do it. But I know that they you know they won't hire until after uh, a team is eliminated. There's these are hot names, uh, some hotter than others, but <laughs> these are these are names that everyone wants to talk to. You know, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, you know, Raheem Morris, th- those are guys, Slovakian name, those are all guys going to be going to get an interview. But Bill Belichick's name might got a little, might have gotten a little bit hotter with what's just happened uh, in Dallas if they decide to part ways with Mike McCarthy, who, you know, because the whole thing is would Jerry Jones go pull that? Yeah. Just kind of like he's similar that he did with Bill Parcells because that's a team that I think you could win a, you know, that team, I don't know what that team's missing for a Super Bowl. Maybe coaching, maybe not. But of the guys, sure felt like they got out coached this weekend. I'll just say that. I'm not sure what Dan, what Dan Quinn was doing with the defensive scheme, uh, the way they were playing because they just got gashed. They they just they looked awful. Jordan Love, Jordan Love made it a that that throw he makes where he rolls to his right and holds it, pump fakes, and then comes back. Uh, throws kind of across his body into the end zone. That was a rope. Uh, just very impressed with that. And Matt LaFleur, you know, and his staff outcoached him. But of the guys that we've already interviewed, I'm not sure the one I like the most. Obviously, you can love Belichick as he is a coach. But Steve Wilkes is one that's a little bit intriguing to me of the guys that they've interviewed because seeing him take over a team, he's very impressive defensive mind. And I think he is a guy that never got a fair shake when he had his one small. Definitely did. I don't even know if that was a chance, Tiffany. That no. was just more of a, hey, you know what? That was, and, and then see how it worked out for him. So yeah, it was ridiculous. But I liked what he did when he stepped in um, for the Panthers and being able to take over as the interim back then. What was that? Was that like two seasons ago? Now it was, was last year. Last, it was last year. It feels like the whole world went it away. Twenty twenty two. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, it is crazy. Well, that's because they go through coaches up there like <laughs> washcloths. Uh, <laughs> that just threw me off. I had a thought, man. You threw me off. I'm like, did that yeah, washcloth? Anyways, uh, no, man, like, I, I think for me, obviously, a lot of people are going to be talking about Bill Belichick and how he fits. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, there's a number of different things to look at when it comes to that. But I still, over the weekend, was so impressed with Bobby Sloak. I did the top five list last week. Bobby Sloak's been number one for me just because I think that this is a situation where a rookie quarterback would be so yes. beneficial. And I, I think that's one of those things when when it comes down to it, drafting a guy, 
obviously is going to be it's there's going to be the conversation about if you draft or if you sign, right? And and Bobby Sloak's just been so impressive with what they've been able to do. And obviously that playoff run continues with him, but um, you know, I I just I think he's still at the top of my list. Bill Belichick, I've come around to it a little bit, but I just I don't know if it sits well with me still. Well, uh, let's talk about Bill Belichick because Matt Ryan he gave his thoughts on the Falcons being interested in in Belichick. Bill Belichick, you just heard Jonathan Jones. Is he a fit, the right fit for Arthur Blank in the Atlanta Falcons? Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of baggage that comes with that because of what happened in the Super Bowl. Right? Yes. And okay. so it's an awkward thing. But if you look at the organization, like Jonathan said, an owner that is getting older and is anxious to win right now, and you look at their roster, we had them twice this year. They're built to win now. They really are. The defense wow. plays good football. They've got an excellent offensive line, good skill positions, but they got to figure out the quarterback. I think Bill Belichick's makes sense if they get a veteran guy. I think if you're drafting young, I think you go with a younger coach, somebody that's going to be there longer. But if you're going to take a veteran guy, yeah. I think he makes sense in Atlanta. Quick. Yeah. That was Matt Ryan on CBS Today, on NFL Today, excuse me, on CBS. I should know that. <laughs> but uh, but I <laughs> I work there. But um, <laughs> so no one's listening, right? No one's. Anyway. Uh, I, I do agree with him on that front that, yeah, if you're going to go out and get a veteran quarterback, then I think it does make sense. But if you're looking at, I think, the, the trend, how everything is going, and, and you see the success that the Texans have had, then, yeah, you do want a younger head coach, a guy that can come in with a rookie quarterback. And uh, I think I like everything about what the Texans have done, especially in terms of just that whole youth movement all around, uh, all-encompassing. Um, but I think Slowick could be an interesting coach in that situation if he gets the younger quarterback to work with because he's proven it here. And also, C.J. Stroud is incredibly talented anyway, but you put the two of them together and you hear about the relationship uh, and talking with C.J. that he has with Slowick and how he's always in his ear, he can always go to him, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's somebody that you would want uh, as a head coach. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with Matt. Uh, it's and it's going to be interesting to look at, and you're going to dissect, uh, obviously, everything that guy has to say. I mean, he knows this uh, you know, franchise better than almost anybody. So uh, they, you almost feel like they should give Matt a call and be like, hey, what do you think? Because uh, obviously, you know, he's a guy that, that, that knows the ins and the outs of, of, of what needs to be done here. But listen, everybody talks about Bill Belichick signing a, a possible veteran quarterback, trading for Justin Fields or, you know, Kirk Cousins coming to town, Russell Wilson's being available. I just still feel like it's, it's time to draft the guy. I, it, all those feel like band-aids to me uh, for whatever reason, be it age, be it, uh, you know, situation, be it skill Quake level. fixes sometimes, too. Like, maybe yeah. you saw that in, in Tampa, work with Tom Brady, right? <laughs> Go get yeah. the older quarterback, plug and play, boom. But that's Tom. But you're talking about Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I just feel like the Belichick and a, a, a veteran free agent just seems like a band-aid for me. It seems like a short-term solution. It seems like, hey, we think this is the two moves that get us over the hump. That's what it – and I'm not sure – I, I would rat because then now what happens is you push your you push it backwards and now you're in the same situation Tampa's in where they've got a really good roster and maybe they found their quarterback but we but but you know they're gonna have to sign him to a big money deal if if he has one more performance in the playoffs like that got news for so, you so he's gonna cash in so he's now you're but, but now you're not drafting and look hey that said. If Belichick was here, don't think they, they wouldn't call Baker Mayfield's agent. But, by the way, Baker Mayfield, we're talking about a guy that's 28 years old. You're not looking at yeah, an Kirk older statesman. Exa right. Exactly. So, but I think that's a different, that's a different ball game. And I've been, I've been a guy that's defended Baker because I thought he was in an impossible situation in Cleveland. Whatever you thought about Cleveland. 
Baker had moments, but like we had seen Baker have moments. The what was it, the twenty season where they make the playoffs, they beat the Steelers. He he was a part of that team, the Browns, I should say. So the point for me is he's he's had a moment where he's done it. When you talk about some of these guys that be available, they're either older than the tooth. Kirk Cousin coming off an Achilles. I and I don't think thirty six for a quarterback. You know, is necessarily old. Russell one Wilson, probably 35. Yeah, and Russell's the guy that looked like he could still play with the right coach, a Belichick system. That could work. I would just rather, to me, let's go ahead and get, I would agree with you, let's go ahead and get everything long-term. Let's start. Let's go ahead and draft a rookie quarterback if that guy's there. Get a younger coach, and let's build for the future. What they do, though, you never know. I, do, I don't believe some of the things that, 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 Belichick would come here and want McKay fired, which is what I've seen reports of. It sounds like a lot of grasping at straw kind of stuff. I, I Listen, we got to talk about the Justin Fields stuff, and I know that the socials have been on fire about it. We can push it in the next segment, but I know a lot of people are sitting in their car right now going, what about Justin Fields? What about him? He plays well, for another team. Yeah. Well, we got to talk about that, right? Because there's, <laughs> that's, uh, there's, yeah. And if you think. There's a situation. I put a, I, well, I guess the, the leave it the leave it like this. We'll talk about when we get back. If you think some of the reports that they that they, what they what they would ask for, and you think the Falcons would do that, you guys have lost your mind. Ooh, that's a quite the tease. <laughs> we'll elaborate on it when we go in the huddle next year on the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Don't touch that dial. This is the morning shift. All of them are really, really hot. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings. Within the huddle on the morning shift. the heart of the NFL with the In the Huddle podcast. Former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger and NFL insider Jason Lockenfora team up with a man who pulls no punches, Carl Dukes. They take you around the league and give you the inside scoop on the storylines that matter most. 
and dive deep on the matchups that determine who wins and who loses. New episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Follow In the Huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. <gasps> you got to breathe on the way through that thing, Tiff. I did uh, not you got, breathe You, you at did all not breathe today. one time through that entire read. <laughs> uh, listen, before we get into the Justin Fields stuff, hopefully everybody's staying safe out on the roads. I, on the way in this morning, I saw like a bunch of ice trucks just rocking and ready to go on the on-ramps and things like that. So... It's one of those days in Atlanta that hopefully we, we've learned from the past and can make the the, the, the adjustments necessary to make sure everybody's uh, safely to and from. Look, I'm not going to – I was scared. Yeah. yeah. I, I was texting you guys this morning. I was not dramatic. I don't care what you guys are saying. Uh, you shut okay. your mouth. I don't think dramatic's the word. I was just being real. I was like, look, I don't want to get trapped with you people. I, okay. I I was like, do I offer her a ride? Is it her car? Is it just her own driving skills that she's worried about? Is it everybody else's driving well, skills? Well, everybody else's driving okay. skills that I, that that concern well, me. You should be worried about your own. You know, look, do we have to keep bringing this up? No, that has nothing to do with Big that. Big deal. I hit your car. Whatever. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're, <laughs> you're alive. Your, your track record is at least we know you have tires this time. You I do not. Do. I so do not. You're the so, one that's the you're you're the latest in the tire but, violation. But but I you are. But that said, uh I just I knew I had a plan to get that them. I just it just it just got a little snuck up on me a little bit quicker than I thought. Look, I thought I had a bigger the last span was gonna be another month. And I'm it glad that you know Mike's intervention of my tires could teach you a lesson about your tires. Apparently it didn't. <laughs> But now you, you know. You remember that weekend? I had a blowout too. I went on a I went on a trip that weekend you up to did. North Carolina and had a freaking tire blowout. Just you after did. like I had been on your head like forty eight hours before that about your tires and mine freaking and blows out. Tweeted it and put me on blast. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I never yeah. forget it. I had yeah. a bunch of bunch of men telling me you need a mate. Well, listen. <laughs> but keep us updated it's on the road. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and we yeah. might have to. Um, you know, we might have Tiffany might be walking home. No, I have. Look, I did not want to. I'll be honest. I was like, you know, I don't want to die for work. I don't want to die leaving the job. And then I also have a hair appointment today, too, which is probably going to get canceled. And I'm really upset about it. So. Are you going to cancel it or are they going to cancel it? I think, I think they might. Yeah. So I might, you know, I'd be willing to drive to get my hair done. But, <laughs> but not to work. To All right. Well, there you go. There's your perspective. Commitment to the game. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, 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 I'm happy to see your commitment to. To what we do. Anyways, <laughs> Mel Kuyper and Phil Yates do a show called First Draft. Uh, I believe it's a podcast. I don't know. It's on video podcast. Mel Kuyper said, y'all right there? I just turned my mic off because I, I couldn't stop snorting. Well, snorting monster. Um, Kuyper had a scenario that the Falcons, what the Falcons do and how they get their quarterback of the future with the eighth overall pick. You have no second-round pick, so some maneuvering to take place there. And if you trade Justin Fields to Atlanta, you could get the eighth pick overall. So you could have one eight and nine field and be able to recoup a second-round pick by trading down with one of those two picks, either eight or nine. So a lot of maneuverability for the Bears either way field. But if it's me, I'm taking Caleb Williams number one and trading Justin Fields. If you think that Justin Fields is worth the eighth overall pick, and, and that's what you're going to ask for, Chicago. You look, ask for ask for anything you can get. But if if someone was to tell me that he's worth an eighth, the eighth overall pick, I will tell you that they're not trading him because the for the same reasons that everyone tells me the Falcons should go get him. If he's worth the eighth, eighth overall pick, why would Chicago give up on a first round pick that they have invested, they have trained, and in, in, in their and in the things that they want to do? Why would they give that up? For it to retrain a guy when they could get more picks for that first overall 
pick. It makes no sense. Also, I'm not trading the eighth overall pick for a guy I got to turn around and pay. And and other than a few games, hasn't shown that you 100% know that he is the next it quarterback. I do have one question. Did we talk about this or text this last week? Wasn't um, Justin Fields on their graphic that they tweeted out right. for their, for their game London? And, yep. Yeah. Okay. I just was. I mean, I know things can change. You can remove yeah, somebody off a graphic. I, I was just curious. I was going to say I don't know what the you know the relationship is between the graphics guy and the GM. I, I mean, that's uh, you know also true. Uh, here, here's I agree with everything you just said. I think that I think the Justin Fields futures in Chicago, the eighth overall pick thing to me, I don't think there's any way the Falcons give that up because to your point, you're going to have to turn around and extend him immediately, and you're going to have to give him a hundred million dollars guaranteed. That's what he's going to want. He's going to want a hundred million dollars guaranteed. You're going to extend him immediately. I just I can't imagine who. Okay, so Bill Belichick obviously at the top of your list if you're bringing in a guy who's been a head coach before. Okay, fine. He brings in Josh McDaniels. I can't imagine Josh McDaniels is going to run that style of offense that would have to really highlight Justin Fields. Um, if you're bringing in a Slowick or whoever it might be, I would imagine they're going to want a little more talented thrower of the football than Justin Fields. Now, obviously, elusiveness is going to be his strength, but I just I don't imagine a scenario where that plays out the way well, a lot of people think that it could. Listen to this. Uh, the Bears are going to interview Greg Roman as their OC. Does any of that scream Caleb Williams? Because it doesn't. It it screams to me, Justin Fields is our guy. Because yeah. Greg Roman was the OC of who previously? Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. And right. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I agree with you on that. But so, that would be the guy that would be a good fit for Justin Fields if that does go down. Yeah, and so I think that you look at everything they're doing, their plans is to keep him. So that... I, and, I, and I just wanted to, to, to we, we wanted to play that because that's a lot to give up for all of the reasons that we've stated. So now you look at that might be one potential quarterback of the future off the table. That's the way I'm seeing it. Now, obviously things can change, but as of January 16th at 7:30, none of that looks feasible. Do you think that the Justin Fields conversation is a Terry Fontenot conversation? Let me just ask that. Do you think that's Terry Fontenot's decision to make? Because I think that heavily coincides with who your head coach is going to be. No, it's 50 50. That, that they've told us that every they said at that press conference that what's 50 50? The 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 the, the, the decision the on decision, the, the decision on person personnel. Yes, it's yeah, it's the same as it was when Art was here, and it's the same. It's, this is the same dynamic. The way they're doing things that when Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn were here. Where but don't you think though? Don't you think that these coaches that are going through this process are are, ha- are having that conversation in the interview process with Arthur Blank and but Rich McKay? They're going to tell you. Well, first, well, look, you're not going to. I know down the road it's 50-50, but, you're but not, I'm talking about now. But you're not going to make any trade with that until the head coach is hired. I agree. Don't you think in that interview process that Arthur Blank is sitting down and Rich McKay is sitting down with Bill Belichick and saying, hey, what do you think about the quarterback situation? Which direction would you want oh, to go I, there no. if you were the head coach? Oh, one. So if he says, billion percent, I what, want to draft a guy, and then he's hired, what, and then Terry Fontenot says, I'd like to go get one off the market. Well, that's my question. You, you're gonna, Whose decision is that? You're going to have, that's why Terry's a part of these interviews. And I, I think, though, it all, I think a lot of that is about who you hire. But you, you can guarantee that. Whoever asks a question, whether it's Terry, Arthur, or, or or Rich McKay, 
it's going to be said. We, what would be your plan for uh, uh, talk uh, for, for for this quarterback? The what's the situation? How do we how do we um, take care of the situation? How do we handle it? How do we fix this moving forward? What's your what's your thought process? And Belichick might say, "Look, we're win now. Well, let's go get Russell Wilson. Let's go get Kirk Cousins. Let's go get a veteran player that fits the system that." This is the guy I'm going to bring in as my OC wants to do. And then on the other hand, if it's Bobby Swalwick, he's like, I can work with these three guys in the draft, or these young guys I know, blah, blah, blah. But you got to have that, and you got to be able to answer that question in the interview process. This hour brought to you by Zero Res, smart, lasting, clean. Can we get some more Nickelback? Uh, yeah, what's up for Mike Up? Yeah, uh, Mike Up coming up. Top five Tuesdays. Top five performances from the playoffs this past weekend. Really hard list to make, to be honest with you. Like I could have put ten different guys in the top five, but I tried to narrow it down as much as I could. Uh, and then we'll continue Falcons head coaching talk uh, before and after that. Man, a lot of things to get to. Uh, we'll have wake up calls at eight o'clock. Chris Lowe coming up at eight twenty. To talk about the craziness in the SEC uh, coaching uh, turnstiles, I guess you can call them the last couple of weeks. So that's all coming up on Mic'd Up at Sports Radio 929 The Game. Getting your day started. Go ahead. With the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Baby, a song you make me want to roll my windows down. Now, why do you have to do that with this song? <laughs> I'm about to come back with some breaking news. Ugh. All right. I like it. No. I like it. Hold <laughs> to the breaking news now. ESPN's Adam Schefter just tweeted this. Six-time All-Pro and future Hall of Fame center Jason Kelsey told his Eagles teammates in Monday night's post-game locker room that he is, in fact, retiring per league sources. The 36-year-old Kelsey became visibly emotional at the end of the Eagles' 32-9 loss to the Buccaneers. He has considered retiring after other recent seasons, but this time is said to be real and happening. This according to Adam Schefter, and I know a lot of us, and we were just talking about it during the break, saw the Jason Kelsey video circulating with him, getting emotional, hugging his offensive line coach on the sideline, and so it appears that uh, that was, in fact, what was happening, that he has played his last game. So Bravo, man. Heck of a career. Bravo. Uh, I mean, he played the, the center position like a spider monkey, and, and, and that's the best thing I can say yeah. about him is, he had dudes on all sides of him a lot of times, and he was the glue that held that together. And uh, there was not many guys that I've seen play the center position that were as good as him getting up to the second level and locking on linebackers. Incredible, I mean, yeah. he was unbelievable. He could pull. He could do it all. Uh, he could reach those front side gaps and, uh, you know, get position on some of those people. So, heck of a career. And, and, look, he's the kind of guy that has really benefited from some of the socials recently and the podcasting he's been able to do with his brother and – he really has kind of entered this realm that I don't know that we had been talking about him in the same way that uh, you know we would have previously. I mean, he has become a like that pop culture sensation's not the word, but cool you know, dad. He, he's become one of those people that's way more in the spotlight than you would have ever imagined that he would be because of of his success recently in the sports media landscape and, and that niche they've kind of carved out. So. Heck yeah. of a career, heck of a dude, heck of a good football player. Yeah, giving you the insight to his family, all of that, and, well, and the podcast. It's uh, I think it's been fun to watch. And, of course, the the movie that came out uh, with him and his brother, um, just been a lot of fun to watch and it, see him in the spotlight. Hell of a player. Um, he was a part of that offensive line when they won the Super Bowl. He was a big part of it. But, you know, uh, there's there, you know half the country knows him as um, – don't do Taylor it. Dude. No, not right now. Right. No, this man's 
retiring. Stop. Why are you? You're the one still talking about it. The half isn't... the country knows it, and you're going to make it even worse. Hey, this isn't Philly. I mean, uh, we don't need to. Yeah, oh I think gosh. he's a great player, but I if mean, if you appreciate the game of football and you're a fan of football, you know right Jason Kelsey as Jason Kelsey. Right. Well, when Bill Center, it's disrespectful to offensive like, line. Once he, once he retires, I wonder if Bill Belichick can talk him out of retirement when when he comes here and you know, play center when Russell Wilson's the quarterback. You're just so disrespectful, man. I'm tired of it. I'm just <laughs> tired of let that guy what? retire and get his. Get his spotlight. Thank he deserves you. that. He, Let that man get, get his, his spotlight. spotlight. The guy's got a chunky Campbell suit commercial. Well, you just said that half the reason is because of his brother. Yeah. So that's, that's literally no, what you just said. That's what you just said. He only knows him as no. Taylor Swift's uh, boyfriend's brother. That's well, half. Uh, you guys make every, you know, not everything is mean and hateful and negative. Just stop being so sensitive, you two. Well, what's not mean and hateful is uh, Top 5 Tuesday. It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for Mic'd Up on the Morning Shift. Top 5 Tuesday on Mic'd Up. Top 5 performances, offensive performances from this past weekend individually. I'm not going to break it down. This team did that. This team did that. I'll, I'll be honest with you all. I was going through the names this morning. This was a really hard list to make. Puka. Really, right. really hard list to make. He didn't make it. What? Puka didn't make it. He didn't. He didn't. Really, really hard listening. I've got four quarterbacks and a running back. I know. I know. I'm pulling a mic top. I'm walking out. I know. Here's the thing. Uh, He lost. Let's put it that way. Let's start with that. So you have to be a winner. And no, you don't. But there is a guy from his team on this list that probably deserved a little bit more more spotlight than he did. So we're going to start there. Uh, First of all, honorable mention is this Nico Collins, six catches, 96 yards for the Texans. Rasheed Rice, eight catches, 130, and a tutty for Kansas City. Hey. That's a, uh, a receiver performance that team has been waiting for all year. Here's the one that really I struggle with. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, uh, wide receiver from Green Bay. Eight catches. I'm sorry. Where, where is he at? Romeo Dobbs, six catches, 151, one tutty. So I struggle with a lot of these guys. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and start with the top. Number five. Rams one of two on third down. This is a third and one from the 50-yard line. They work on the right hash. Stafford calling signals from the gun. Three wides to the near side. Motion to the sideline. Play clock down to two. Shotgun snap. Stafford drops back. Lofts a tight spiral near side. Wide open catch. Nakua over the shoulder. <laughs> breaks a tackle. And he spins his way. No, Tiff. It's not Puka Nakua. It's Matt Stafford. 25 of 36. Three. 67. Three, Matt Stafford was throwing it to him. Matt Stafford was throwing it to him. 25, 36, 367, two touchdowns. And he was booed. Unbelievable. What do you think of that? I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. I didn't like it either. It just. That was a a parting of the ways that both wanted. And it was beneficial to both. Exactly. It was beneficial to both. That's what I didn't like about it. Like, if you feel like the guy demanded he wanted out and he was like, Screw this place and this, that, and the other. Like, okay, but I mean, maybe they wanted to get in his head because they needed they needed that win badly for historical purposes. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, look, I, I, you should <laughs> you could have cheered him on and softened him up. Then you know that is just going to make him angry by <laughs> booing him, right? He's, I'm about to come in and dice y'all up. That's how y'all. Well, feel. his wife said they booed his children in the stands. <laughs> that's, so. That's, I don't know. I don't know what level, kind of person man. boos a kid. Just another level. I probably would though. Just another. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Number four. On third and seven, pressure up the middle. Mayfield lobs it up, and it's caught at the goal line. Chris Godwin almost fair caught that rainbow from Baker Mayfield. 
is. Baker Mayfield, 22 of 36, 22 of 36, 337, three tutties. Now, I think I probably could have moved him higher up the list, but I think in the situation that was given, these other three guys are probably a little bit higher. Now, Baker Mayfield did a nice job. At one point, though, he was like 10 of 20, and I was like, man, this ain't going anywhere as far as stats go. But he was making some good throws, a couple of drops from Mike Evans. I thought he played really Really good though. Had five drops in the first half, and they yeah. were still leading. He played. He did. He played great. I need and to hear. I need to hear the others. Bruised <laughs> ribs, uh, uh, bum ankle, and he went out there. And, that ankle's and ha- been bothering him. Yeah, that's rough. He Got did. it. Uh, spat it up and ready to go. And a lot of people. A lot of people are eating crow today with 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 Baker Mayfield and Dan Campbell. That's one of them, dude. I did not expect Baker Mayfield to be good at all in Tampa, at all, and yet uh, he showed up and was able to get it done. Tip this next one. The only non-quarterback on the list. Number three. Packers up to the line, second out of two. Receivers left and right. Love goes under center. Jones is the single back. Watson in motion from right to left. Love takes the snap. He'll hand it off Jones. Running left, cuts back up the middle, across the five to the end zone. Touchdown, Packers. A nine-yard touchdown for Aaron Jones. It's his third of the game. Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 118 on the ground. Bo, three tutties. What a heck of a day for him against that Dallas defense that wasn't. They were getting yards, yards in chunks uh, yeah. on Saturday. I, every time I looked up, it was just a big – the thing was Dallas having to go on these methodical drives to get back in the game, and then Green Bay would go like six plays, 91 yards, touchdown. These next two guys on the list, their stat line almost identical at the end of the game, but let's go to number two. Number two. Fake the handoff. Boot to the right. Stroud is going to throw the deep ball up in the air. It is caught. Touchdown. Dalton Schultz, a rainbow for 37 yards. C.J. Stroud can do no wrong. Yeah, no, he cannot. 16 of 21. 16 of 21, 274, three touchdowns. 16 of 21, 274, three touchdowns. Now, you're going to want to pay attention to that one because this next stat line, Tiff, is going to look very, very similar. Number one. First down and 10. They place the ball at the Cowboy 38. Aaron Jones, 18 carries, 96 yards. Receivers left and right, wings to either side. Love under center takes the snap. Back on a play fake. Rolling left, flips his hips, throws back right. Man, wide open. Musgrave at the 15. To the 10, to the 5. Musgrave to the end zone. Touchdown, Packers. Jordan, love, Tiff. Now get that squinty look out of your eye. Okay, 16 of 21, (laughs) 272, and three touchdowns. Now you ask yourself, why is Jordan Love ranked above C.J. Stroud if they have the I exact same that. numbers? I'm a- okay. asking that question. Jordan Love went into Dallas as an away team all right, and was able to pull that off. C.J. Stroud at home was able to do the same thing. So I'm giving Jordan Love the edge because he went into a raucous environment in Dallas and was able to pull it off. Here's my point in all this. All four of those quarterbacks I just named, unbelievable. At one point I was watching Matthew Stafford going, you know, we haven't really given this guy enough praise in the last decade. Like, we haven't, like, the things he's able to do, the no-look passes, the arm slots, the sidearm, bootlegging out, throwing around defenders, dumping over the top of guys' heads, he's been unbelievable. And I saw a lot of that in C.J. Stroud and in Jordan Love and, honestly, in Baker Mayfield, too. The second act of Matthew Stafford, as in the L.A. act, has been, I know that last year was a, was a, was a you know, a injury-riddled yes. year, but I feel like he's been really good. Uh, in LA, I feel like he's Won been better. Bowl. I feel like he's been better though, just as an all-around player than he was at any point in time in Detroit. Because 
Like he 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 had some flaws when he was there, but he has been. I feel like he pressed because he felt like he had to put the team on his back in Detroit. Like it was one of those situations where he's like, if I don't do this, and nobody's going to. I feel like when he got to LA, he kind of relaxed a little bit. He's like, ah, we can you know lean a little bit more on the running game. Uh, they obviously had a really good offensive line a couple of years ago with Whitworth and Saffold and a lot of those guys. I were think a lot of front, it just. has to do with McVay, um, probably just so. as a coach That's and a who point. he is. Um, I think that probably helped him to feel like he doesn't have to put the team on his back. And then also it helps to have weapons now, at least if we're, look, if we're looking at this season um, and the season's past with Cooper Cup. And then you add Puka, yeah. who could have been on your list. Quit giving me the side eye. Listen, you know, no wide receivers well, on the list the because mix. I'm not sure that – if I couldn't put Dobbs on the list, I couldn't put Puka well, on it's fair. I mean, it's fair. I'm just saying. Jordan Jordan Love, uh, I, have, I, you know, after what we saw here in week two, the player that we saw then and the oh, yeah. player he is now, oh yeah, he looks so comfortable, so confident, so relaxed. The again, I talked about it earlier. The rollout to the right in the red in the red area, and then he stops, throws across his body, uh, a, a really dangerous throw. You have to just put some heat on it for the touchdown. Dude, hats off to Matt LaFleur, to Jordan Love, Green Bay for having a system, a process, a well, way of doing things and not not getting out of out of out of that and doing it and holding true to who you are because look where you're at now. The funny thing about making this list, and by the way, I'll go over it one more time. Number five, Matt Stafford. Um his numbers were 25 of 36, 367, two touchdowns. Number four was Baker Mayfield, 22 of 36, 337. Three touchdowns. Number three was Aaron Jones. 21 carries, 118 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. C.J. Stroud at number two, 16 of 21, 274, three touchdowns. And Jordan Love, 16 of 21, 272, and three touchdowns. If you'd have told me at the start of the season that this would have been my top five after after Super Wild Card Weekend, <laughs> Jordan Love, C.J. Stroud, like I would have told you you were crazy. Baker Mayfield, I would have told you you were crazy. But uh, in the end, that's uh, Those were the five guys that jumped out to me this week. So. All right. Agree or disagree, you can let us know about Top 5 Tuesday in our wake-up call, which is coming up next. You can call us at 404-726-0929. And maybe you have some thoughts on who the Falcons' new head coach should be. Give us a shout. That's next here on the Morning Shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.